Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Away we go, and we have identified the next opponent. And let's be completely honest. 49ers and Cowboys for the right to appear in the NFC title game. Ray, doesn't get much bigger than that. Postseason history for either of these teams. It can't get much bigger than that in terms of games a network would like to see scheduled. It's a fantastic, fantastic development from last night, Monday Night Football, here come the Cowboys. Let's do it. This is what the kids like to call a very interesting and good matchup. Well, it's a, it's a much better matchup than Tampa Bay would have been, as we saw. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady throwing 66 passes is a statement of how weak that team actually is. Because that's, that's insane. You don't win throwing 66 passes. He ends up this year throwing 799, a year after he threw 810, at the age of 45. And even though he can do it, the fact that they needed him to do it just to scrape by is an indication of how bad Tampa is. So the 49ers get a better opponent by a fair margin. Here comes a problem. I mean, for the four, if, if the team that beat Tampa Bay is the exact same Dallas Cowboys team that shows up at Levi Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The 49ers are going to have a little bit of a problem. But I also, I mean, down to my bone marrow, believe that the 49ers are not going to let the Dallas Cowboys play the same game that they played last night in Tampa. And just to put a little bit on the Brady topic that everyone is talking about today and we'll have more on this a little bit later but as Ralph Barbieri once so famously said two things can be equally true has Tom Brady reached the looks a little older phase of his career there, there is no doubt about it that is true but anyone saying that this guy, at 45 years old even, is completely washed up, is out of their minds. They're, you're going to see arm fatigue on any quarterback throwing 66 times in a game 
And as you said, over 1,600 times in the last two years. I mean, there is no there is no major league franchise that would allow a starting pitcher to get a workload like that. And the fact that Tom Brady was put on a team or, you know, hey, he chose his own destiny when he chose Tampa Bay. But the way things broke down around him are the reason that the season didn't go as far as a lot of people thought it could. When I'm talking about the things breaking down around Tom Brady, I also mean his own marriage. I think he is on an opening day roster next season. And we're going to talk about what some possible landing spots could be for him. But look, here's what's not going to happen when the Dallas Cowboys get here. I don't think you're going to see Dak for throwing for you know just 300-ish yards with five total touchdowns against the 49ers defense. I don't think you're going to see C.D. Lamb running all over God's green earth. I don't think it's going to be an awful lot of hey, diddle, diddle, Dalton Schultz right down the middle. Pollard and Zeke going for a buck 25 combined, playing penalty-free, basically turnover-free football. Like, if that's the Dallas Cowboys team that comes here, then hell yeah. I mean, they could absolutely win that game. They've got skill. The 49ers have the right skill to slow that down. And that's what makes it a fantastic matchup. Say it with me, Ray. This is a fantastic matchup. It's a good matchup. It may not be... It's got to be a fantastic matchup after the game. Then I can tell you how how good it is. Deep insight. Well, no, I mean... You need I, a good game to actually say that was a good game? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Because, let's face it. Things can go wrong. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, last night people thought that might be a pretty interesting game. The game was awful. Except for one thing. Brett Maher. That's the only thing that made it memorable. And Other look, than that, this was a beatdown of frightening proportions. I mean, the fact that Tampa scored twice is a testament to Dallas's saying, you know what? Let's not get anybody hurt. Let's just, you know, if they score, score. We're, we don't have to pitch shutout. All we have to do is win. Because Tampa was hideously outmatched. And they played it the entire way. Not that past performance guarantees future outcomes. But that is exactly what you're looking for for another team's field goal kicker, point after touchdown kicker, right before you're about to host that team in an NFC title game. Uh, that was bad. That was bad last night. Missing four straight point after touchdowns. Has that ever happened? No. In the regular season or postseason game? Never. It's happened nine times where a guy's missed three, and most of those were blocks, including a game with the sainted Tom Dempsey, who you may remember. Yes. Uh, who had a club foot and went five for eight in a game that the Saints won about a billion to ten. But that three is the most ever, and nobody is nobody's ever. I don't think anybody's ever missed three outright, except for a guy with the the Bills in 1960, who was also their punter and one of their cornerbacks. You got to like a starting corner, also being your kicker as well. I mean, you talk about how well, things them, change in sports. Them's were the old days. Sure but, were. But no, this was uh, the first couple, you know, happens. The third one, you could tell he was thinking about it. And the fourth one, it looked like he'd put it away, just sort of out of his mind, and then still managed to doink it. So the fact that, the fact that they gave him a fifth shot, A, speaks to the fact that they don't have another kicker. And B, 
that he's a pretty good kicker under normal circumstances. But they, I mean, hey, anyone can have a bad day at the office, right? I think that's yeah. the way you, you want to sell it to him. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't really have time, and it's not very standard operating procedure to look to add a new kicker while you're in the middle of a postseason run. But didn't Dallas use another couple of kickers this year? No. No? I, I, think, I, think, I think Mar went the whole year. Well... He certainly had a rough one last night. It was a great night for punters. I, I know that that's not going to be a big talking point a lot of people want to hear. But that was actually a, 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 a game where both punters were airing out some huge kicks and, and planting offenses inside the 20s. When that happened to the Cowboys, they could respond because they had a great night of offense from one of Dak Prescott's best games as a quarterback. Regular season, post in his career. I mean, that was an outstanding game from Dak Prescott. It was a less than outstanding game from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Tom Brady, I'm going to tell you, he was still among the least of their problems. He's not the reason why they're done playing football this year. The team around him is the reason that they're done playing football this year. And the football that we're going to play this weekend sounds awfully good to me. On Saturday, to open up the divisional weekend, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. A puncher's chance? Maybe. A miracle? Yeah, it would be billed as such. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes take a loss in the divisional round. Here he is again. Giants and Eagles? Come on. That should be a really good Saturday night game. And the best part of all of this is, kids, is if the New York Giants upset the Eagles, the price of poker then goes up even more for the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday because it's not just an opportunity to put yourself into the NFC title game. It's an opportunity to host the NFC title game if the Giants can shock the Eagles. And I don't even know... If a win for the Giants could even be rightfully billed as shocking, because that's a division opponent. And for the 49ers to reach the Super Bowl, they basically have to take out all remaining NFC East opponents to see who they would ever, you know, who they would eventually meet. If they can win two games against the NFC East, they are in the Super Bowl. So it's really quite a development. Because it's the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to go to a man whose name is synonymous with Dallas sports. Tim Cowlishaw is going to be joining us. Ray and him used to, uh, what, swap paint down at the Merc when you were both, what, cub writers and adorable in your early careers? No, we covered the Giants together. I was at the Cron, he was at the Merc. Oh, so you did swap paint. Competitors. Yeah, we were vicious. Did you, like, rip letters off of his type? I'm guessing you guys were using typewriters back then? Uh, no, something called a Telegram, which was a very distant sort of version of the laptop. Except right. it was... It it's was like the like first word processor. Yeah, essentially. No, mostly what we did was drink beer together. Well, good. Because uh, you didn't really compete. You wouldn't tell anybody if you had something really good. But by and large, in 162 games... There isn't a ton of competition that gets done. Well, maybe we'll get a couple of uh, war stories out of you and Tim Kalashaw coming up at 4.15 today. When we come on back, I want to ask you, when I say 49ers and Cowboys in the postseason, what's the first thing you think of? And I even want to open that up to the audience. When I say 49ers and Cowboys postseason football, what is the first thing you think of as a 49ers fan. We're going to have Michael Irvin join us tomorrow. That should be a hell of an interview. He's in the air right now. It's why he's not normally joining us on a Tuesday. So that's coming up tomorrow with Michael Irvin. We got Tim Kalashaw today. What do you think of? Because it doesn't get much bigger, man, than 49ers Cowboys in the postseason in the NFC 
888-957-9570. It's good to have you here today. Uh, all of our guests officially appear on the Bud Light guest line, and we are brought to you by calhope.org. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Well, in about an hour from now, we're going to have Tim Kalashaw come on by and talk about 49ers and Cowboys coming up on Sunday. He is Mr. All Things Sports Dallas. So we're looking forward to that conversation. Looking forward to talking to you today. Tomorrow, we're going to have Michael Irvin on. We got a little Warriors basketball to talk a little later on today. They were at the White House this afternoon. Got the president talking about the Warriors. You got Steph Curry up there. The senator. Boy, he, he's good. Steph Curry. Uh, one of the things I want to ask Steve Kerr about is, you know, you've watched Steph Curry develop as a player into one of the great galactic forces we've ever seen in the NBA. You've also watched him grow as an ambassador, as a guy who gets up in front of a podium, in front of assembled media, with maybe even a president sharing the dais and just... Just lets her rip. It's all so smooth for him. He makes everything look easy. He really does. The senator. Senator Curry. You call somebody a senator these days, you're spoiling for a fight. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I, Ambassador, maybe. 
<laughs> Diplomat. Give, give, him, give, him something, give him something in the Caribbean. Diplomatic. Where he doesn't immunity. have to worry about any sort of life crisis and just sits drinking pina coladas by a pool. I guess what I'm saying is he could do it, man. He he's could, such, but... He's such a good representative. But it's just, you know, politicians, and they're now creepier than they've ever been. He should have higher aspirations. Look at it this way. Golf bum. If he decided to show up as a senator, Mr. Curry goes to Washington, cleans it all up. Like Mr. Smith went to Washington to clean it all up, to put some backbone back into good old-fashioned elbow grease, working hard for the people, American politics. Nah, he'd end up sitting next to Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly? I mean, if you want to extend this thing out, I think there are more senators like Patrick Beverly than there are like Stephen Curry. Probably. I think Pat Bev is decent enough to where you're you're sort of sullying his good name by putting him oh, with no, that I, I, I certainly am, but he still strikes me as a more talk than walk guy, which is your standard. Oh, that's part of the whole package these days. Well, then. We're going to talk go. some uh, 49ers and Cowboys memory. A little, little uh, memory lane here in just a second. But we do have the official first lamb to leave the 49ers flock this offseason. Not that the 49ers are in their offseason. But Diana Rossini is one of many, along with Jeff Darlington, reporting that the Tennessee Titans have hired 49ers Director of Pro Personnel Rand Carthon as their new general manager. So he is the first branch off this front office, which has had an incredibly successful run with some of the decisions that they've made, not only on draft day, but in free agency as well. And Rand Carthen is the first to get a big promotion out of the success of the last couple of seasons here working in the 49ers office. He is the next general manager of the Tennessee Titans. Ran, uh, what, Ray, what is your favorite Rand Carthon memory or moment? Uh, the fact that he took the job with the Titans today. That is also my only memory of him. Yeah, we don't but, know much. <laughs> yeah, no, he he worked under Adam Peters, um, but clearly he knows his stuff, otherwise he wouldn't be in the room. And Tennessee is not such a bad operation that he would have to you know, shovel out the stables for three years to even get a running start, or that it's operated poorly in the past. It's been a pretty representative team. So he doesn't have a full rebuild to start off with. He probably has to find a quarterback. I think he's got a good head coach in Vrabel. I know that they've sort of cleaned out the stalls around him. A few coaches are coming in and out of the Tennessee organization. But Vrabel stays, and he's good. Yeah, I mean, they have to figure out a way to diversify their offense. Right, he can't be just Derrick Henry over and over and over and over. And the defense is okay, but if you can't win that division... You have more trouble than you have strength. So he's got some work to do. When I say 49ers-Cowboys, when I say 49ers-Cowboys in the postseason, what is the first thing that you think of? This is Charles in San Jose. And before I open up uh, Ray in, in his memory lane, Charles, I wanted to hit you first so Ray can't steal any thunder from you. What is the first thing you think of when you hear 49ers-Cowboys postseason? All right, growing up a Niner fan in the 90s, uh, the one that terrifies me and gives me trauma is hearing Jimmy Johnson say, how about them Cowboys? And watching Charles Haley destroy our quarterback. 
Um, and always knowing that this was the Super Bowl. The conference championship was the Super Bowl in the 90s with the Cowboys and Niners. But yeah, how about them Cowboys still haunts me? I do not want to hear that again. It still to this day gives me trivers because I wasn't around for the catch. That's what I grew up with. And yeah, I really want to get to the Cowboys this weekend. But yeah, how about them Cowboys? Oof, gives me chills. I appreciate the honesty, Charles. I figured people would be calling in wanting to go right to directly good memories, but we remember the sports bitter more than we remember the sports sweet. And that it was a hugely bitter moment. There was a loss in the NFC title game at Candlestick, and you had Jimmy Johnson in that away locker room with the bad, tiled, you know, I mean, there was nothing special to an away locker room back then. It wasn't romantic. It wasn't pretty. It was like a caged locker, especially a candlestick. It was just an ugly, ugly room compared to the modern facilities and amenities. And it's him standing basically on a card table in the middle of this completely white, unimpressive locker room with the same tiling that is above us here in this studio, basically saying something that it, it probably didn't sound memorable coming out of his own mouth. It is the signature, it is as attached to the Dallas Cowboys as, you know, as, as, as any Raiderism just when baby was ever attached to the Raiders. How about them Cowboys is still alive 30 years after it happening. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Ray, what's your go-to Dallas oh. Cowboy 49er playoff memory? Oh, it's Preston Riley. It's the it's the moment that this became a rivalry that transcends time. When the 49ers had a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter of the 72 uh, conference championship against the Cowboys. If they win, they'd play the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Instead, the Cowboys get a field goal, they get a touchdown, they cut it to five, they kick an onside kick. Preston Riley was a wide receiver on the hands team Fumbled the fumbled the onside kick. The Cowboys recover, march down the field, score. They go to the Super Bowl and they win. 30-28, Cowboys winning at Candlestick. 1972 playoffs. The NFC Divisional playoffs. The first meeting at Candlestick Park. The 49ers, again, gave up a 21-3 lead in that game. And were up 28-13 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they... Uh and that was the third year in a row they had played the Cowboys. They lost each time. And they they needed to get one. And the fact that they couldn't get that one and the way they the way they lost it, that stuck with people well into the eighties and nineties. And even even the uh, even the eighty one game didn't fully wash that away because the Cowboys were all of a sudden of all the teams in the NFL, the team that forty nine er fans learn to hate most and loudest more than the rams more than the giants more than anybody well that's saying something right i mean that is significantly saying something between two teams that officially have history and great fans and trophy cases that other nfl teams would be envious of the fact that if you really wanted to boil it down who is the single biggest rivalry in the history of the 49ers I mean, the Seahawks very much lived up to that role for a while. The Rams, for a moment there, lived up to that role because you got to play the L.A., Southern California versus Northern California geographical tie-in, too. But the truth is, it's probably 49ers-Cowboys. Yeah, this is the Packers 
also entered the conversation with Brett Favre. But this goes back 50 years. Favre doesn't. Seahawks don't. This is the one that keeps cropping up, even though they haven't played each other in a playoff game since, I think, 94. They played last year. I'm sorry, you're right, last year. <laughs> Other than that one. It, before that, it would, it, you go back to 94, I think. And the truth is, it's still they, those st- games still stick for reasons that you wouldn't think they would because they don't play that often. But every game represented either... You know, an enormous triumph or devastating heartbreak in San Francisco. Cowboys lead the all-time series. This includes regular season by just one game. The all-time series is 19, 18, and 1. The postseason series, Cowboys got a two-game lead. They're 5-3 and all-time against the 49ers. So the 49ers winning that last meeting, 23-17 win in Dallas on the road to SoFi Stadium last year, where they obviously ran into the Rams at the NFC title game. But here we go. I mean, it's 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 true football royalty when these two guys, when these two teams get together in the postseason. Uh, two franchises combining for 10 Super Bowl wins. That's not bad. 15 NFC championships between the both of them. Cowboys got eight and the 49ers got seven. That's significant. So the fact that these two teams meet again and the 49ers not only have a chance to beat the Cowboys on the way to the NFC title game, but if the New York Giants are able to shock Philadelphia, the 49ers beat, and and, and you'll know because the 49ers, they play the final game of the weekend, which means they're going to know, are we hosting an NFC championship game with a win or simply going to one in Philadelphia? They will know by the time this game kicks off on Sunday night. It should be very, very fun, man, because styles make fights, and these two teams got similar styles. I I tell you, Dallas last night had a luxury afforded to them that the 49ers will not afford to them. The Cowboys last night basically spent the entire evening with two deep safeties saying, all right. We know you're going to throw. We know you're not going to run. So we're just going to try to take as much away in terms of big, deep plays from Tom Brady. And we're going to we're going to give up everything underneath, but nothing deep and up top. And so they played that, you know, what do you want to call it? A shell, two deep safeties, almost the entire game, which leaves an awfully light box up front. Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not take even try to take advantage of a light box up front. You do that against the San Francisco 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Elijah Mitchell are going to run for 220 yards on you. That's going to be how Dallas takes their last game plan and pretty much has to go about just crinkling it up because that's not going to work against the 49ers. No, the the Tampa Bay abandoned its running game weeks ago. Yeah, like week six. Um, and Leonard Fournette was supposed to be an impact guy for them. You saw last night how much impact he had. Five carries, 11 yards. One, ki- one pass catch for six yards. I mean, th- they didn't run. They didn't want to run, which is why Brady ends up throwing 66 passes and throws 799 for the year. They were a one-dimensional team with an average defense. They were 8-9 and nine on merit, and they played like it last night. They got they got what they deserved and they got it the way they deserved it. It was a bad showing. 
I mean, it was a bad representative of what Tampa claims to be in the postseason. Well, what they were three years ago. But, you know, since then, they've gotten materially worse every year until this year when, like I said, they did one thing and they just did it over and over again and not always well. And I think the people who are criticizing Brady are criticizing him because he didn't take this mess and turn it into a gourmet meal when I would suggest to you that nobody could have. Yeah, I, I don't know if a 35-year-old Tom Brady had enough in him to save. I mean, what do we, I mean, here's a, let, let me ask you, what did, exactly did he save? The, you know, the, they were a playoff team. They won their division. Now, they didn't do it in a way that is cloaked in glory, but he did that. I mean, and he solely, exclusively did that. It wasn't his coach. It wasn't his teammates around him. It wasn't his defense. Tom Brady, by himself, with a little bit of Mike Evans, shows up every three weeks to really help me out. Won a division at the age of 45 by himself. I saw The Athletic today Right, where does he go from here? He looked awful, feeble even. It was a sad sight for one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in NFL history. Oh, my God. What are you talking? Did we watch the same football game? No, they're comparing Tom Brady to the idealized Tom Brady. And by that comparison, yeah, he looked he looked old and worn out. But he looked old and worn out because he's been throwing the ball 50 times a game since week four. Again, washed. A washed. Because when you, when you call someone washed, like that word gets thrown around way too often. Because when you're saying someone's washed, you mean they got nothing left to give. One more cycle through, the entire t-shirt disintegrates in the dryer. Like that's what you mean when you say washed. Boys and girls, friends of all ages who are just falling for you know media talking points exercised by, I'm guessing, headline writers who are in their late 20s, early 30s and don't know enough about sports to respect what the hell it is they're seeing in Tom Brady. You know, I mean, I... I I got to tell you, like I, I was listening to the morning show this morning, too, and Bonte's like, I never want to hear another word out of Tom Brady. That guy's washed. What are you talking about? Washed in 351 passing yards don't walk hand in hand. Tom Brady threw for 350 last night. That's not washed. That's not washed. That is a one-man army, all things considered, being able to get it done on a ridiculous 66 attempts. The man's not washed. Let me tell you, Tom Brady to the Raiders makes an awful lot of sense. Now, does he adopt a fully functioning, quality football franchise around him? No, he does not. But he's got more weaponry on that offense than most teams would go ahead and ever be able to offer him. Tom Brady, if he rolled into the Raiders next year, he's got an all-pro running back if they're lucky enough to re-sign Josh Jacobs. But if you know that Tom Brady's coming, you probably stick around for that if you're Josh Jacobs. Uh, He's got an all-pro wide receiver. He's got a real tight end. He's got an offensive line that actually exceeded expectations and could possibly get better and he's got a coach that he has worked very very well with Tom Brady gets offered this hey I don't know if you're going to get much help from the ownership suite I don't know if the defense is going to help you win many games here Tom certainly didn't help Derek Carr win many games but here's what you do get you get two all pros and you got a head coach that will just basically say 
you're in charge of the entire offense because he and McDaniels obviously have worked together very, very well throughout their entire careers, and he gets handed the reins to a team that had a wildly talented offense. Tom Brady to the Raiders makes an awful lot of sense. Does it put him right into the playoffs because everything is great? No, but there is no everything is great situation. The only thing Tom can really ask for is make the players around me great, and we will try to put up 40 every single week. That's all he can really ask for. There is no team that is going to be totally built, ready to go, looking for a quarterback. Uh, We just mentioned one that might fit the bill, though. Tennessee? Yeah. I think that's a doable thing. I mean, you have to do a, you do have to do a little fixing, but they have a decent offensive line. They've got a guy who can carry the ball enough times so that Tom Brady does not have to throw the ball 66 times. And their defense is passable. They don't have a great quarterback. And how they deteriorated this year is, I, frankly, I don't know enough about the inner workings of the Titans to be able to say... But I think he's an upgrade from Tannehill. He's certainly an upgrade from Malik Willis or Joshua Dobbs. I think that's a place where he could go and become a playoff team again. Because I'm not sure that anybody can make the the, 40, the Raiders a playoff team. I think they have ruined so many things about their organization that even when they get Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams and a passable quarterback in, in Derek Carr, they still end up 6-11 and 11 and looking bad doing it. I mean, I think they might be beyond help, especially for him. I mean, I think, and I think, well, you know, he doesn't really need the payday because he's still got $375 million waiting for him in television. I think he wants to, I would think he wants to be on a good team one more time. Well, and, and look, this wasn't it. Mike Vrabel, he and Tom Brady, they got connection too, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I think he has options. I don't know how many there are, and I think he'd probably have to take a, a bit of a salary haircut. But if he wants to get in the postseason one more time... There's going to be 46. You've got to take a little haircut. That's the way that goes. I mean, if we're going to invest in you at this right... Because it does officially feel like the wrong time to be getting into the Tom Brady business, but it's also a great stopgap for a team or two that is you know, not going to find the quarterback that they think is going to be their future franchise quarterback at the top of this draft or anywhere else. Tom Brady is a very good stopgap. And again, he completed 67% of his passes on an absurd, what, 730 passes, whatever he, however many he attempted this year. 733 in the regular season. 33 The passes. most ever in one season. It's insane. Season. Yes. That's why I think Tennessee would work. Because even though they're probably going to draft a quarterback at some point, it won't be a quarterback that's going to threaten Brady. His 25 touchdown passes, obviously down. But he had back-to-back 40-plus touchdown passes in Tampa before he got to this year. And this year, still single-digit interception number. He had nine. That's as close as you can get to double digits without getting there, obviously. But he does not have this crippling lack of arm strength or inability to get the ball out on time. He's still got one of the fastest pop times in the entire sport. Nobody gets the ball out faster than Brady, except for Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes at times this year. I wonder where Brock is standing through his small sample size of games in that regard right now. Probably far back of both of them because Brock Purdy 
can buy time with his legs, and we've watched him buy enough time to know that he doesn't have an under three-second pop time. It'd be mathematically impossible. Like, you start running eight to 12-second plays because you're buying time with your legs, you're not going to be in that realm anymore. No, yeah, I I mean, getting back to Brady, I think the Raiders are, I don't know, it feels like one last lost season with a pathetic team. And until the Raiders fix what truly ails them, which is a mediocre offensive line and a terrible defense, anybody in that situation is going to struggle. Josh Jacobs struggled. Even with Max Crosby on the other side, who's an elite player, the rest of that defense is is shambolic. It's bad. I mean, to say that Josh Jacobs struggled is absurd. No, no, no. I mean, struggled to make that team a dynamic team where you could go, they're going to win because of him. He had really good games that they lost. Right. Well, that's what I meant to say, and I didn't say it well enough. Right. Yeah, I was wondering, because he was first-team All-Pro. No, no, no. He was sensational. But if you have a first-team All-Pro as your running back, you win win six games, and you don't have a top-ten offense, what are you doing? Well, and you also have a first-team All-Pro wide receiver. I mean, that's the thing. If, If you're Brady at this point, sure, you're looking for one more big bite of a playoff apple, but at the same time, if you can't find that the entire way through, how would you like to add yourself to an offense that you think you would plug and play well into and have function well around you along with having a head coach that will just basically hand you the playbook and say, Tom, I trust you to do it all. And he would have that. He might have that in Tennessee too. It's going to be fascinating, but I don't think that Tom Brady is done playing football. He uh, certainly doesn't have you know, that more time with my wife who I promised to spend more time with wife in his life anymore. Uh, by the way, have you seen Tom Brady's alleged girlfriend? I have not. He's doing all right, Ray. He's I'm doing just stunned. he's doing just fine. If you like twenty five year old Slovakian models, he's doing okay. I wasn't worried about his situation romantically, but he goes to a team that, and this was probably their best defense in a while, that ranked twenty seventh overall, twenty third against the run, twenty seventh against the pass. I don't know that Tom Brady can generate 35 points a game just to break even. It's a big ask. There's yeah. no doubt. It's a big ask. Uh, we've got an awful lot to ask Tim Kalishaw about the Dallas Cowboys when he joins us in a little more than a half an hour from right now. When we come on back, a few more of your calls. And seriously, a round of applause for the 49ers front office that they have officially deserved. We're going to come on back with that here on 95.7 The Game. It's Damon and Rattle. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. The Road to Glendale is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together... Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto working for you together today. And we're going to be on tomorrow as well. We were on yesterday. We're also on YouTube. You can find us there. Us together. You and me. Us. I'm trying to hold down lunch here. Us, Ray. It's a unit. Yo, we're a unit, all right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was reading up on... uh, Ron Carthen, he uh, been a player personnel director with the Rams and the 49ers for the last seven years. 
replaces John Robinson, who was the general manager in Tennessee, got fired in the middle of the season. For doing something either trade naughty or around the office naughty. It was weird. No, he, he got, got into fired. an argument with the owner. Okay, well, there you, that's... Yeah, it was, there was no, apparently there was nothing nefarious going on except that he talked back to the lady he shouldn't have talked back Amy to. Amy Strunk, is that her name? Yes. She, um, uh, daughter of, oh, uh, what's it, Bud Adams, who originally owned the team when he bought it in 1960 as the Oilers in Houston. So... Rand Carthon actually has a little NFL pedigree. He, yeah. by the way, for those who are just tuning in, the first person among the 49ers success story that we're looking at this year has left the building to take another job. Rand Carthon is taking the, uh, and it could be Ron, pardon me, but we know so little about him because the 49ers, you know, don't go to the microphone who's not supposed to go to the microphone. But he was one of Adam Peters' right-hand guy. He is now the new general manager of the Tennessee Titans. So the first to leave the flock, if you will. Yeah, his dad, Maurice Carthon, you may remember him from his years as a fullback terrorizing people with the New York Giants. Yes. So he uh, a there he got in the door with nepotism, but I guess he's earned his way since then. Look, nepotism opens the door for you in life. In the NFL, it surely does. It surely does. It, it's like that in Hollywood too. I heard a lot of criticism about how there's so much nepotism in Hollywood. It also works that way at USC. It works that way in a lot of places, but the nice thing about Hollywood in most cases and sports in just about all cases is even though nepotism will get you the job, it takes a certain level of performance to keep you there. Unless you're the owner's kid, in which case you're there no matter what. Unless you are born into the ownership suite. Outside of that, if you're a value, if anyone is responsible for evaluating your job. The beautiful thing about sports and show business is if you're not putting butts in seats and somehow in some way, you're not going to have the job for very long. Yeah, if if you've been with, I think it's just, this is fifth team now because he was a scout for the Falcons and somebody else before then. This will be his fifth NFL team. So That's a lot of people hiring you. Yeah, the door that opened, he kept, he, he put a wastebasket in it so that it didn't close. There you go. So uh, congratulations to him. I hope he is about to make a pile of money that Joan in payroll was not about to pay him as she was cutting the 49ers uh, front office checks. But man, we got to talk about how good the 49ers front office has indeed been. Because the 49ers front office year over year, when you look at it, has had some really good years and some really good drafts and made as many good decisions, if not officially now more than the bad decisions that any and all front offices make along the way of their string of good decisions. Nobody's perfect. Nobody hits 100 uh, when it comes to selecting players or free agents that go ahead and fit like a glove. And you look at what the 49ers front office has done. I mean, Christian McCaffrey might go down as the single most impactful midseason trade in the history of Bay Area sports, depending on where this year goes. If it doesn't go any further than this Sunday, he is still, by any measure, one of the most season-altering trades in the history of Bay Area in-season altering trades. Before this year began, the big acquisition was free agent cornerback Javarius Ward. Now, he didn't play particularly well last week, but boy, he has been a huge part of this entire year's success story for that defense. You got Greg Odom, who anybody could have gone out and signed. 
He was a safety that led the NFL in special teams tackles more than he actually played the role of safety out in you know your starting defense. He ended up second team all pro. They signed Ray Ray McLeod because special teams has been a problem. He ends up with the second most punt return yards and has popped some of the bigger, more memorable plays of the regular season. He has not been a voluminous player for the 49ers, but man... What little we've seen of him. He's made huge impact. Remember, they had a fourth-round pick in Spencer Burford, who started 16 games for them this year. We've gone this far into the conversation without even bringing up Brock Purdy because that's pretty much on the front of everyone's mind. Look at that signing and how that has turned out, for goodness sakes. And then you look at all the other decisions that this front office has made, Ray, from Trent Williams to Nick Bosa to Talanoa Hufanga to Fred Warner. Um, you know, to George Kittle, uh, it's 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 amazing how many big decisions they've made, and how many big decisions they've made in the fifth round of NFL drafts recently that have paid off with all pro production. I'm looking at you, George Kittle. I'm looking at you, Talanoa Hufanga. Diamador Lenore was a fifth rounder. Is he an all pro? No, but he's a starter for this team. You know, Jalen Moore is a swing tackle that. Hopefully, McGlinchey and Trent Williams stay healthy. But if they don't, Jalen Moore is going to step in there and probably do a commiserate job, which is quite a testament to how good he's been. Uh, the the thing that it, this all reminds me of is that anytime you make a mistake, you get enough cracks at it, you can paper that over in time if you know what you're doing in general. So you can you can make the Solomon Thomas pick, and it's not a disaster just because... Not everybody hits. In fact, most guys don't hit. So if you can if you can repair your mistakes of earlier drafts and free agent classes and end up with this, you know what you're doing. Well, and look, everyone wants to keep on going back to the capital, draft capital that they gave up to acquire Trey Lance. That all comes out in the wash of does not matter if Brock Purdy really continues to play like he plays. Then just pretend the name Trey Lance was Brock Purdy's and everything is fine. Because as long as you have a starting quarterback that you believe in, it really doesn't matter how they got there. You can always get more draft picks. And you can always pick up more draft picks. There's not an unlimited supply of them, but they're available. I mean, for a team that gave gave up all their draft capital, they got seven picks this coming year. Might get more. In fact, I think get a couple more because of of Carthen. Absolutely. They're going to get two compensatory picks. So now now they've got nine. You can do stuff with nine picks. You can do stuff you with nine picks. You just better be good at it. Well, and, and the truth is, is we have seen this team now have more success in the middle and the back of the draft than it has really at the top. <laughs> so, you know, that could be described as a problem. But ultimately, that's a really good problem to have because you're going to have more picks round three through the end of the draft than you are in the first two rounds. That's just how that goes. Yeah, I'm not sure what picks they get for the Carthen deal, but I think they had a third round compensatory for sure. Okay, so now they got three threes, two twos, or two fives, maybe a third. F- I mean, I don't know where the second pick goes to is what I'm saying. But they've, but they've got two fifths, three sevenths, and now they've got this other pick floating around. I'm not sure what it is. But 
They're fine. And let's face it, some of the big bets that they've made, some of the big checks that they've agreed to have been players that have really, really panned out. I mean, they're going to make a huge commitment here to Nick Bosa going forward that is going to break the bank in every conceivable way. But that's going to be so much easier to absorb. It's money they've already budgeted. With a quarterback. But here's the thing. Not only is it money that they've already budgeted, Ray, but it's actually going to end up playing off as a surplus because I'm sure they also budgeted a 25 to $30 million uh, you know, quarterback room, no matter how that number gets whacked up, they're going to have a quarterback room that it's going to cost them if it's really only Purdy and Trey Lance less than $10 million next year. I mean, that's incredible. That gives this team the ability to keep this well-built and constructed team around them. So it's massive flexibility. It's flexibility that, by the way, the Chargers are not about to have because Justin Herbert's about to turn around and say, you know what, I'm going to cost you $45 million. This, by the way, is the problem that the Baltimore Ravens are officially looking down the barrel of because they got a big decision to make on Lamar Jackson. Now, I would think that they're, the evidence of everything that we just saw in that last playoff game forwards them to, at the very least, franchising Lamar Jackson, uh, a guy here named Chris on the Otis Bird the Third Memorial chat line on our YouTube page wait, says, no, "Wait a minute, Memorial? No, is not Memorial. Yeah, no, no. Otis Bird is doing well, but I'm saying that he is. Uh, it's a memorial. It's a memorial to how consistent. It's a, mon- a monument. How about just Otis Bird the Third text line? Very good. We'll just go with that. The Otis Bird the Third text line has basically, you know, said." When we were talking about Tom Brady going to the Raiders or the Tennessee Titans, either a Raider or Titans fan wrote in and said, I'd rather have Lamar, Damon. You know, I'd rather have Lamar, too, but I don't think Lamar is hitting the market. At the very least, Baltimore is going to franchise him. Because what other options does Baltimore really have? Uh, and, 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 boy, Lamar posted some... I mean, it, it does, in a way, feel like he has mentally divorced himself. Did you know that he didn't even bother traveling to Cincinnati? I mean, this is a guy who yeah. was far enough down the road from any injury where if he wanted to be with the team, he could have been with the team. He's also posted an incredibly cryptic thing on you know Instagram saying, you know, when you love something, you protect it. When something loves you back... You're rewarded. You know, like one of them really, you know, this is, you, you, yeah. should, you should have done better by me because I've always done right by you sort of cryptic tweets. Well, it doesn't help that he still doesn't have an agent. So I no, guess that's how he talks to the team. Now. Yeah. He's working without an agent or his mom or I believe his dad is representing, representing him. But it's it's his call, obviously. This is a guy who just finished his fifth year, fifth year option. He can become an unrestricted free agent in March. But when you're looking at the, the Ravens, they at the very, very least have to franchise tag him or franchise tag him and then trade him because you you got to play it to me. Those, those are the two options that the Ravens really have in front of them. Franchise tag him or franchise tag him and trade him. Yeah, they, I mean, franchise tagging is the that's the minimum. You've got to be able to a create cap space for the quarterback you think you're going to get coming back. Because it ain't going to be Tyler Huntley. It ain't going to be, uh, you know, I can't remember who their other quarterback is. But it's, you know, you saw what they are without Lamar Jackson. In fact, you kind of see what they are with Lamar Jackson, which is a very ground-bound team trying to get by with Mark Andrews. 
And it was good. Very good. But alone, not so much. Yeah. He needs help. And I don't think that roster gives it to him. By the way, welcome, boys and girls, to your 4 o'clock hour. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.